Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode three of the Roto Slappers podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house, and I'm not alone. It's the face that runs the Roto Slappers Space Streets. What's good, baby? How you feeling today, bro? I'm feeling good. Um, second time doing this now, but I'm feeling good. Uh, <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed the waiver one. But I'm doing good. I rocked the Orlando tonight, the Magic Hat. Uh, I forgot to do this in the last one, too. Thoughts and prayers to those in the path of Hurricane Ian tonight. So we're with you, Florida. Yeah, also, absolutely. Maddie gotta, Daddy, hope you're all good. I was going to say, we got a bunch of our boys down in Florida. I talked to Maddie Daddy Sunday. He said he was prepping. He might be leaving to go to uh, Kentucky. So it's a good thing he's got family. Good thing he can get out of there. But definitely thoughts and prayers to everyone who is going to be affected by that. And hopefully it goes the opposite way and doesn't come up uh, inland for sure. So definitely uh, thinking about all those people down there in Florida for sure. And what Streets was referring to about doing it again was <laughs> go on YouTube right now, Floor Slapper Sports YouTube or FloorSlapperSports.com or go on the Spotify or Visionary Global Media Network. I just plugged it all. I ain't got to do it again now. But go on any of those platforms Streets just delivered, and I was there with him, but Streets just delivered his uh, week four waiver wire pickups. If you're listening to this show, it's going to be too late to go back and pick up those waivers. We will have it ready for you every Monday night going forward, though. So that's very exciting news. And go check it out. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. And it's on the website and all audio platforms. So go check out our Streets' week four waiver wire targets. And it's in written form on the website. FloorSlapperSports.com. Check out FloorSlapperSports.com for your football, fantasy football, and wrestling needs. Bunch of awesome podcasts on there. You get a bunch of great NFL content on there and a bunch of great fantasy football content on there. But we're here to talk fantasy football, as you know. Roto Slappers, Streets, Studs and Duds. I want to hop right into it. There were a lot of them this weekend. And uh, let's go. Let's start with the quarterback position. Lamar Jackson does it again. Back-to-back weeks, uh, or he combines for 100 points over the last two weeks, 218 yards passing, 107 yards rushing, five total touchdowns, 47.4 points. Lamar Jackson is that dude. Pay that man. Next, Streets piped him all offseason. Jalen Hurts. 33.6 33.6 points, 340 yards, three tutties. Joe Burrow, he's back. 32 points, 275 yards, three touchdowns, leading the Bengals over the Jets. Josh Allen, he'll always have a spot on this list. I got a feeling 31.7 points, 400 yards passing, 47 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, and rounding up quarterback studs, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine, 31.2 points, 262 yards, three toddies. Love to see it. Running back, studs, Khalil Herbert, shot town guy. David Montgomery goes down 
David Montgomery only 1.1 points. Khalil Herbert to the rescue, 30.9 points on all of those benches out there because I don't know who was starting Khalil Herbert. But 30.9 points, 157 yards on the ground, two touchdowns. Khalil Herbert said, dude, Derrick Henry, glad to see him back. 25.3 points, 143 total yards and a touchdown. Jamal Williams must start this week, 24.7 points. King Vulture, as Streets calls him, with two more touchdowns this week. Devin Singletary, he did it through the air. Nine receptions, 78 yards and a score. 24.1 fantasy points. James Robinson, 23.6 fantasy points. 100 yards on the ground and a touchdown. Other guys, check it out. FloorSlipperSports.com. Week three studs. Go look at the rest of the running backs. Wide receiver, Devontae Smith. Devonta Smith. Came out of his shell, 30.9 points, eight receptions, 169 yards receiving, and a score. We talked about him on the waivers. That dude, Mac Hollins, he took the place of Hunter Renfro, and he showed out 29.9 fantasy points, eight receptions, 158 yards receiving, and a score. What about Hollywood? 17 targets, 14 receptions, 140 yards receiving. That's good for 28 fantasy points. Russell Gage, Tampa Bay, had to be Brady's number one guy, didn't disappoint, 24.7 points, 12 receptions, 87 yards, and a score. And then that guy, again on the waiver wire, two times on the waiver wire, T-Law's guy, Zay Jones, 24.5 points, 10 receptions, 85 yards, and a score. You got Chris Olave with 23.7, Tyler Boyd, 23.5, Amari Cooper, 23.1, C.D. Lamb is back, 22.7. You get the drift. Go on the website. Look at the rest of the list. Tight end. Only a couple of goodies. Mark Andrews, 28.9 points, eight receptions, 89 yards, two scores. David Njoku, he's on that waiver wire list, 23.9 points, nine receptions, 89 yards, and a score. Travis Kelsey, as always, 18 points, four receptions, 58 yards, and a tutty. Tyler Conklin, check out that waiver sheet, 16.4 points, eight receptions, 84 yards, and last but not least, Jelani Woods, deep stash, 15.3 points, two receptions, two touchdowns. That's the way to go. I actually think he had three receptions, two touchdowns. That's my bad. But that's the way to go. Let's look at some duds. (laughs) My stud of the week. What a bad stud of the week it was. Biggest dud quarterback of the week, Justin Fields, 4.9 points. Carson Wentz, we told you to sit him. We were right, 8.6 points. Matthew Stafford, 10 points. And Justin Herbert, only 14.6. Maybe not quite a dud that he was injured, but if you're playing Justin Herbert, you want more than 14.6 points. Running back, David Montgomery, again, injury, but... He was starting, and I started him in four leagues, so he's a fucking dud. 1.1 points. Daryl Henderson, 1.7. Miles Sanders, 5.4. Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, 5.7 and 5.8, respectively. We said to play J.K. Dobbins if he played. Six points, come on. Mixon under seven. Kamara under seven and a half. Swift with 7.6. Connor 8.7, Javante Williams with nine points. Where are the running backs? Wide receiver DJ Moore 2.5. We told you to sit Jahan Dotson only three points. Jerry Judy 3.7. Brandon Cooks 4.2. Darnell Mooney 
3.3. A-Rob, 4.3. This is the one. Justin Jefferson, where are you? 4.4 points? Justin Jefferson, come on, man. Tyree Kill, 5.3 points. Same kind of thing. 50 points last week, 5.3 this week. You get your happy medium, but you want more from him. Rashad Bateman, 5.9. Gabriel Davis, 6.7. You want more from these guys in tight end. My God, we talked about it. There is no one at the position. You're streaming these guys, but what awful production. Hayden Hurst, 1.7. Logan Thomas, 2.5. Hunter Henry, 1.8. Gerald Everett, 4.5. Aaron Waller, 5.2. Pat Fryermuth, 6.1. Dawson Knox, 6.5. George Kittle, 6.8. Dud, 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 dud. Damn, tight end is tough. Those are your studs. Those are your duds. Go check out the full list, floorsliversports.com streets. A lot to digest there. Who helped you this weekend? Who hurt you this weekend? And overall, how was your fantasy weekend? So I hope you do realize that tonight you just gave birth to your to basically your rendition of Chris Berman's three fastest minutes, basically. Second. Oh, yeah? Did that you just happen? You, you're now like the Chris Berman, basically, of the Roto Slappers podcast, basically, is what you are. And you just ran down just boom, boom, boom. You gave you gave the attitude, the action, the heart. You had the voices going up and down. You had the, the action sounds coming in and out. That was fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate yeah. that. But, yeah, so – Week three, week one, week two, week three. What? What? <laughs> oh, there's been a lot of that. What going on right now? Um, look, there, there's going to be a lot of people, and I'm sure it's going to start soon. When I, t- I remember when I said to take a late round quarterback. Yep. Yep. Everybody, there's probably a. It's not everyone. But if you have Lamar Jackson, Jalen Hurts, or Josh Allen, you're probably looking at me saying, oh, blah, 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 you're going to take one, blah, 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 blah. See, this is why you take quarterback early. But um, I think it's just been a weird start. And I think it actually has more to do with um, the rest of those guys. Like we saw Joe Burrow, um, Kyler Murray had a couple games here or there. Um, it's just been a roller coaster between nine of those t- top 12 running backs. For instance, Young Hoku has more fantasy points this season than Tom Brady. Young Hoku is only trailing, and when it comes to fantasy points, Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and Matthew Stafford by two points on the season. So it has not – now obviously six or five of the top 12 QB1 so far this season uh, went to a – Trevor Lawrence, who has two weeks now as a QB1. Uh, Jared Goff and Derek Carr, those round out your QB1 so far. The point kind of does remain, though, because they were drafted well after round 10. So you can't find it still there. But it just – Lamar Jackson right now is a cheat code, a literal cheat code, 50 points per week it, the last two weeks. Jalen Hurts is at like 30 points per week the last two weeks. Obviously, Josh Allen's been doing pretty good too, but um, – so, yeah, it's just been very top-heavy with those three so far to start this season. Uh, I do think it will get – as we get to the start-sit stuff, I do think it starts to even out a little bit as we start going. And some of these other quarterbacks start to climb back up their thing. And I think by the end of the year, that'll 
even out a little bit. Let me ask you before we move on. Kyler Murray, I have him in two dynasty leagues. I drafted him over to Lamar in two dynasty leagues. I'm not so happy about that. Um, I know Lamar's in a contract year. I know it's only three games. I know Kyler's, you know, it's been down. Should I worry about Kyler Murray? Should redraft players worry about Kyler Murray right now? Uh, I wouldn't worry about Kyler Murray yet. Um, the I would worry more. No, it's, it's, eh, I don't think it's even a worry, to be honest with you. That's not a correct uh, choice of words. I think the Rams are a tough matchup. I think that was a tough game. Um, still 12.8 points in that game. Um, so, And that's in four-point per touchdown leagues. So, I mean, that's not great, but still 19-25 the week before. So it's been okay. Um, Carolina comes up. There's a get-right game. We're getting – we're, what, two weeks away from DeAndre Hopkins returning. When he has yes. Hopkins, he has Hollywood Brown and then – Rondell Moore and Greg Dortch are three and four with Ertz as your tight end. Um, and he uses those legs a little bit. I think he'll be fine as the season goes. I wouldn't be too panicked yet. It just, like I said, it looks very bad because if you drafted Kyler Murray over Lamar Jackson, it's just three weeks in, you're going, oh, crap. Yeah, what did dude, I do? not good. Not feeling good, bro. <laughs> not feeling good. <laughs> but, but there's one thing there's for certain. Look, Lamar Jackson might win the MVP kind of contract here because he's trying to just prove it to and just right. shove it up Baltimore and everybody's rear ends like, hey, look at how good I am. I'm this good. Pay me. But there's one thing I do know for a fact, and it's Lamar Jackson's not going to score 50 points every week. He's not going to score 900 fantasy points this season. <laughs> um, it's So eventually it all evens out as it kind of goes. Um, but that's why I said, as we keep moving here, um, if you took a running back in round one and you don't have Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen or Jalen Hurts even at this point, there's a good chance you're aggravated as shit right now because there's only – I think there is not a single first – so if I look at my notes here. Yep, not one first-round running back is in the top eight of PPR scoring right now. So you only two running backs drafted with the ADP of a first round in PPR leagues are at RB1 right now. Only two. For instance, I think there was six or seven last year already. That There's always some weird stuff for the first three weeks, but at least last year half the guys you drafted early or in the first round, for instance, were RB1s through three weeks. This year you only have two. Um, Swift and who else would it be? Swift and those aren't them, but keep. Oh, it's ahead. not okay. All right, all right. No, just tell me. Swift, so, well, Swift doesn't have a first round ADP, that's why. So, oh. it was, Swift was a good pick. These are just your uh, first round okay. picks. I'm my about. bad. So, I, thought, I thought Swift was top 12. And I thought you meant like the top 12 running backs. My bad, my bad. All right, go ahead. Yeah, no. So, that would be Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, which is really. And- Week because they they both I feel like they both underproduced so far this year. Well, they're RB ten and RB eleven in PPR leagues to start this. Yeah, there, there you go. Um, Khalil Herbert, Jamal Williams, probably not drafted. You know, <laughs> right. unless they were a handcuff super late in a draft. Um, those are two of your top twelve running backs through obviously um, the first three weeks this year. So. Should you be nervous? Well, 
Jonathan Taylor was RB28 last year through three weeks. Uh, Delvin Cook was RB20 last year through three weeks. Joe Mixon was RB15 through three weeks last year. Like it, I, which I think we we discussed this on the pod last week. We did. We said, should you panic? Should you change your draft style? Should you do this? Should you do blah, 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 blah? No. This is another case where I do think it'll kind of even out as we progress through the season. But obviously, it's one of those things where um, you're probably not happy or pissed off at this point. Like Derrick Henry, what finally kind of had a decent game last week, right? Finally, um, first. Finally, game, not good games one and two, not good at all. You're, but you're probably wondering, um, like, where the hell is Austin Eckler been? Where he has not looked so good so far this year. Um, yep, Najee. Najee, so I was just going to say, though, Austin Eckler technically RB13. So as bad as he's looked so far this year, um, he has two games basically where he's seen eight and ten targets. Those are the last two games, so the passing usage has been there for Austin Eckler. I don't think he's – we'll get into the milk carton man of the week. Um, I don't think Austin Eckler qualifies quite for that just yet. I think that offensive line's banged up. He'll kind of rebound. Najee Harris, though, another one. Good guy. Good call on that one. We were going to get into him next. If you drafted Najee Harris with the first-round pick, you're probably super aggravated. RB20 so far after three weeks. Um, I You hyped him. You, you, and, you and Mike loved oh, Najee this offseason. Loved him. So here's the thing. I, t- 15 carries the last two weeks. He's seen six targets, three targets the last two weeks. Um the workload's king in fantasy football, and as aggravating as it sounds to have Najee Harris because he hasn't panned out yet, if Najee Harris plays 16 games this season, that his workload by the end of the year, he's still going to be an RB1. It, it's just it's just you get these weird big games like Jamal Williams, two touchdowns and um, 30 points this week and stuff like that. That kind of throws things off. But, so what I'm getting at is kind of just relax. Your running backs will be fine. For Good wide know. receivers. We'll get into them now. Technically, the only first, the only guy that had an ADP of round one that has paid off for you, period, so far through three weeks. And if you did a redraft right now and you were drafting today, Cooper Cup might be the number one overall pick. Um, he's probably been the only guy with a first round ADP that's showed up and put up over 15 points all three weeks in a row. Two monster weeks, 16, 17 points last week, rushing touchdown. Um, but yeah, he's the only one who showed up. Justin Jefferson, who many had ahead of him, um, they were, I mean, they were picked, they were side by side with each other, but either way, great showing for Justin Jefferson week one, last two weeks, Justin Jefferson was like 0.4 PPR points ahead of DJ Moore. So DJ Moore has basically scored almost as many points as Justin Jefferson the last two weeks of the season. Is that going to continue? No, that's not going to continue. Justin Jefferson will be fine by the year end. But you just see where we're going with here. Um, it's just been a dead zone. And, the, and then a good segue to this is the dead zone. Because, good Lord, the third and fourth round so far this year, those were most of you people in the third and fourth round probably picked Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, James Conner, Ezekiel Elliott, Kyle Pitts, Cam Akers, Elijah Mitchell, J.K. Dobbins. These are your probably your third round picks, fourth round picks for some. And it's not going great for a lot of these guys to start the year. Um, no, Evans, no, not at all. A lot of those guys Evans you mentioned. Evans is back. Keenan Allen should be healthy. 
yeah. So, um, like I said, it's a tough start probably for a lot of people so far this year in fantasy football. Um, you get some weird studs. You get some horrible duds. But I don't think that's the norm. I think you're seeing the outlier. Um, and I do think you see the the average start to pull back in as we get moving here for the rest of the year. So don't panic. Don't freak out. I know 0-3 sucks. Um, we're going to try our best here on this pod to get you to 1-4 and four at this point. Um, but go if get the waiver wires right now. Go, go, go. If you're listening to it, go. And it's probably like, too me. late. I'm sorry. <laughs> it might be. But there's a lot of good teams that are 1-2 and two right now. 1-2 and two is not the end of the world. We'll be okay. We'll get through this together. It'll all in our, be in, fine. In, in our dynasty league that we're in together, the team that uh, you're always up there, of course, but the other team outside of you who I thought were the best two teams in the league, he's 0-3. And he is stacked, stacked. I can't tell you who he's got off the top of my head. But, no, he is stacked, like 180 projected every week. And he's 0-3. So, like, I mean, that's all you need to know about fantasy football. He assembled the Infinity Gauntlet. He has all the stones. He put all six stones in that gauntlet, basically. And I figured there's no way he loses a week, period, this season in 0-3. So that shows you how what the fantasy gods can do to you to start a season. Head-to-head. Yeah. Sad as it goes, that's kind of how it goes. Absolutely insane. And, yeah, I had an awful weekend myself. I went 4-6 and in my 10 leagues and – you know, it's it's that's never a good feeling at all. And I, the last one, the fourth one came out of nowhere. It came because of that Debo got injured. And they didn't really use him and Jeff Wilson too much in the second half. So I got I got lucky by the skin of my teeth. Otherwise, I would be screaming at three and seven. Very unhappy. But that you know that's how it goes. I'm two and one or one and two in every league. So I'm not zero and three, and I'm not three and zero. Oh, so. I guess. Yeah, I don't have any 0 3, so that's celebrate at this point, I guess. If you don't have any 0 3s, you're doing fine. (laughs) Yep, none. None. No 0 3s. So I'm feeling good about that. But you got got anything else uh, before we jump into start sit? Anything you want to attack? Yeah, we should probably just for fun. um, It'll be a post on the site too each week. The milk carton missing. Person of the week. And this week, it's going there's to be so DJ Moore. I know there's a lot that we can pick from. <laughs> Dude, there's um, so many. But we, it's definitely going to be DJ Moore this week. Um, so it's I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this also. Because there's a lot of questions I see on Twitter. Not directed towards me or directed towards us. But just directed towards everyone in general who does any fantasy content at this point. And it seems to be the most popular one. Um, do I drop DJ Moore? Do I trade DJ Moore for peanuts? Uh, don't obviously don't drop DJ Moore. We talked about this. No. I put it on the top of that waiver column. Like in ten team leagues, you're going to see people do some dumb stuff now. Twelve team leagues, also you will see people do some dumb stuff now. I remember I used to do late round quarterback because by about week four, this is like 2008. This is a long time ago. But the reason I would do late round QB back then is because by around week by about week four, you'd always get guys like Philip Rivers who would get dropped by like twenty percent of the leagues, thirty forty percent of the leagues. Um, and if you knew Philip Rivers, that's just kind of how it went. Rough starts, up and down each week. But by the end of the year, Philip Rivers was get, somehow was a QB eleven by the end of the season, and he would always put up decent stats by then. So yeah, you will see some people probably start questioning. So I dropped DJ Moore. 
because um, he is missing. He's missing in action badly right now. Um, so that's kind of what I want to talk about and get your take on this. What What is he right now? Wide receiver 55, 56, I thought I saw. It's fucking crazy, dude. And everyone was big on to the DJ Moore hype train this offseason. Getting Baker there, you thought he had a real quarterback to get him the ball. But it seems like he's getting everybody else the ball. It's not DJ Moore. You got LaVisca Chenault. He just went off. He had a big game this week. Robbie By the Anderson. Way, Anderson. Yeah. I think that was Chenault's first game with Panthers yeah. playing that he saw action. And he now has more yards than DJ Moore. Doesn't some, What was he? I think he had four receptions <laughs> from 94 yards or something and a touchdown. I mean, it's probably more than more production than DJ Moore's put up all year. And Robbie Anderson and Baker Mayfield hate each other, but somehow he had production from Baker the first two games of the season. And DJ Moore can't get anything. He The second game was better than the first and the third, but was that an outlier? 2.5 points? 2.5 points? What is that? That's awful for a guy who was going late third, early fourth in a lot of drafts, and his stock rose. And I saw a high in Dynasty as well. It sucks. I got. I think I have three shares of him, so I'm certainly not happy about it. I'm not dropping him. I'm not trading him. I'm questioning if I start him or not. You might spoiler spoiler alert. So I'm questioning that for sure. But go figure. You know when it, when you sit him is the week that he's going to go off for 28 or 29 points because that's just how it works. But I saw Darnell Mooney was cut in a league. I went out and spent 30 fake fab dollars on him and picked him up just because I thought it was a little premature to drop Mooney. So, you know, I don't know. People are crazy, dude. And like you said, you got to be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. You don't drop him. You, I might consider sitting him, though. So that's good. That's why I wanted to get your your thoughts on this. I wanted to get other people's thoughts on this. Because he does have a um, 23% target share. Not overly great. Um his error yard share, 33.1%. I mean, it's not horrible. Um, not great, but not horrible. So, with that being said, I'm starting to wonder something. And he's ran 100% of the routes, by the way, um, for them. Damn. I'm starting to wonder if DJ Moore, his, if his dad right now is watching the All-22 and coming up with a highlight tape, just like Odell's was, of how many times <laughs> DJ Moore was open. Because I'm starting to wonder if if Odell Beckham was correct. And the problem might not be DJ Moore. The problem might be Baker Mayfield. And yeah. Baker Mayfield, I don't know what it is. And by the way, so is it is it is DJ Moore is open. And if we're looking at target separation too, um, He's. This is the best of his career. One point nine two yards, by the way, which is still better than some of the, some of the bigger name wide receivers that we see in the NFL. So one point nine two. It's not the best, but it's still better. For instance, last year one point five two was his target separation. So it's even better this year uh, for DJ Moore. So yeah, I wonder if Baker just is timid to attack maybe the best corners on DJ Moore. Maybe this. Uh, maybe Baker has a timid factor to him, and he just chooses the easy route every single time, the dink and dunk type method. When, which is shame on him, 
Um, you got to get your best playmakers the football. The better quarterbacks in the NFL will do it. Something Baker has to do. So, with that being said, I'm not. I do think there's better days ahead, and I'm going to hold hope that this is more of a Baker Mayfield came in late, and he's he's learning this Matt Rule ski offense or whatever it is on the fly here, trying to catch up. It's only been a rough couple of weeks. Um, so I do hope there's better days ahead for DJ Moore. But, yeah, it's been a rough start, and I don't think it's actually DJ Moore. So, yes, I do have hope for him. He might be the meal carton missing person of the week. But I do think <laughs> 1,100 yards, what, three years in a row? Like, you can't ignore that. That's been with some subpar quarterback play. So it can't get much worse. I do think the, the, the arrow points up from here for him. Um, and I do think we find him. And you won't have to report DJ Moore to the floor slappers. So are you sitting him? What are you final synopsis? What are you doing with him right now? Depends on who you got. I mean, there's a good chance that you have uh, some of these rookies, right? Um, London Wilson, for instance, two names, Olave, uh, depending on Jarvis Landry, even Michael Thomas at this point, they might be better options right now. Over Dotson. DJ Moore. Dotson. Dot this week. No. But Dotson is another one. This is another – unfortunately, we'll get into that, though. It's a good segue, actually, as we're going to talk Perfect. about this a little bit more in our start sit. But um, let's, All right, let's go. Let's go right into it then. Uh, we'll go start sit. We got quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. Let's just alternate. Um, you know, just do one each. We'll do um, – yeah, however many you have. I got a couple for each position. So um, I'll let you start. I'll go and then – We'll just, yeah, you go, I go, I go, you go. So, like, we haven't got to go back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Um, yep. Oh, I got three guys ready for each one, so don't worry. Perfect. I, well, I figured you did. I had to come prepared for you, bro. I, I wasn't I wasn't worried about you by any means, dude. Um, all right, you go ahead and start, and then I'll start kick it off with, with two. Sure. We'll start quarterback. Start. All right. My, um, my start of the week we can call it at this point, is going to be Tom Brady. Um, I just told you, Young Hoku has scored more fantasy points than Tom Brady <laughs> so far this season, which is not good in any means. But um, he kind of started to find his rhythm a little bit last week, I guess you could say, uh, compared to what he's done the first two weeks at this point. But uh, Matt Ryan just threw for 202 against the Kansas City defense, which has improved, but he gets Mike Evans back. Um, Russell Gage looked a little bit better. He might have Julio Jones back this week. Signs are pointing he possibly could. Uh, Cameron Brake could become a security blanket for him. I do think Tom Brady will get it going at some point this season. I don't think he's cooked. He is going to be a start for me this week. Crazy that I have to use him in this, but we've come to that point with quarterbacks that he's entered that realm. And same thing with the guy who I'm about to say. You wouldn't have thought this when you were drafting him in the seventh, eighth, and ninth round in redrafts. But I'm gonna let Russ cook against the Raiders. I know it's been a bit of a struggle to start the season. I think the Raiders have the 27th or 28th uh, worst pass defense in the league. Let Russ cook this week against the Raiders. He's slowly getting into the offense. I don't know why Nathaniel Hackett didn't let him play Russ ball until halfway through that fourth quarter, but let him play Russ ball. 
Let him get these wide receivers involved. Let him use his legs and let Russ cook. Start Russell Wilson. Do not think about sending him this week. I agree. Raiders are giving up 270 passing yards per game. They're actually now banged up quarterback. Um, love it. And then second one, I will say Geno Smith of the Seattle Seahawks taking on Detroit. Detroit is allowing a shitload of points. They have the 31st worst defensive pass team in the league right now. DK Metcalf might have a rough week because uh, Jeffrey Adoku is killing it out there right now through three games. But I think Geno Smith overall is going to have a good game in Detroit. So if you if you're struggling, if you got like a Dak Mac on your team and they're both hurt, and you just need a flyer, you need that guy to stream. Think about starting Geno Smith this week. I think he might um, put up 20 plus, 20 plus points for you. Yeah. So, and I'll I'll go my second start since uh, I got one here that we can go over. I'm gonna start. I think I've been actually saying this now like over and over and over, but Jared Goff, um, I talked about it in the waiver article. Uh, go check that out if you haven't gone to floorslapperssports.com and checked out the waiver article yet. Might be too late, but either way, Seattle's defense has shown some holes. It's not great. Over 240 passing yards per game, 23 points per game. Um, they're not horrible versus the pass, but they're also not great. I do think with DeAndre Swift out, you might have to see golf pass a little bit more. Uh, Hawkinson, good play this week also. Um, but, yeah, Jared Goff is going to be my other start this week. I've said this name like 9,000 times so far this year, so that's fun. I think I've used Jared Goff and start. I think I've started him three weeks in a row. He's, look, you can't – you're just hoping to not have like an eight-point week, right? You're just hoping for 14, 15 points plus that you want the floor. And that's what Jared Goff's giving you, right? He, hasn't, he doesn't turn the ball over. He's protected it. Um, multiple touchdowns twice this week. Even in his worst week, was he threw that hail. That was just a hail mary pick at the end of the game. Otherwise, even in four point per uh, for four point per touchdown weeks, he was still going to give you fifteen points that week. So that's not bad. Well, let me ask you this question then, because you said it was a stupid question on Sunday, and I'm curious about it now. Even going into this week, Houston has. Let me see. I think Houston has the number three pass defense in the NFL right now. Granted, they played the Bears, so a third of that sample size is definitely going to be jaded. Um, but Justin Herbert or Jared Goff, you said it was a stupid question on Sunday. If Herbert's playing, you're always playing him. Who are yep. you playing? It's uh, Herbert. I'm still playing Herbert. Okay. Herbert had a – Herbert um, – I can blame another – so – that was an ugly end of that game, but Herbert with cracked ribs and hurt still almost basically put up what Goff put up, right? And I would have to imagine another week if the ribs get a little bit better. And, yeah, no, I don't fear Houston that much. Um, I think Jacksonville is out to prove a point this year. I think they're a better team than people think. I'm not that worried about the Houston defense. So, But he, but regardless, even, with, even hurt, all – probably doped up on some shot. Hopefully he's not the, the same doctor that uh, Tyrod Taylor had used. Uh, either way, yeah. cracked rib still almost put up the same points as golf. So that's what I mean. Like he still threw right. 300 yards in that game. Um, I'm sure a lot of it was garbage time, but I don't expect the Chargers to get beat that bad most weeks, especially against Houston this week. So no, 
there's still a hurt Herbert is still 10 spots higher than Jared Goff. Okay. Cool. Especially if Keenan Allen's back. Yeah. That'll well, help a ton. That sums that up. Good. That's a, that's a good answer to that question. Let's go into our sits. I'll start with my first one. I uh, I know it's surprising, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to start Tua. It's a short week. You mean sit Tua? Cincinnati, actually. Yeah, I'm going to sit Tua. I was surprised Cincinnati has the uh, the second best pass defense in the league right now. I, I wasn't I, I didn't get that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sit Tua mainly because it's a short week at football. I can't wait for this game. Dolphins Bengals, let's go. Yeah, I worry I hate short weeks. I hate Thursday night football. I hate it. Um and I don't even know what so it's a back injury for Tua, right? That's what they're calling it. We all saw his head flap off that ground. <laughs> yeah. So, and then he and fell. And then he stumbled. Right. Yeah. So scary. Scary. Dude. I think they're just scary. That was like a hiding a concussion uh, more than anything. It as sad as that sounds, um, more than any yeah. type of thing. So, whether it was a back, whether it was a concussion, short week, Bengals D's decent. I kind of agree there. I'm going to sit to it. Sat him last week, too. I'll sit him again this week. Okay. And who do you got for your first sit? Or go ahead just with your two or three, and then I'll uh, – I only got – I got two sits, so I'll finish that up after you go run through yours, and I'll finish it up with mine. Sure. I'm going to – I'm going to sit Derek Carr this week. Um, the Broncos are obviously – it's a tough matchup. Um they're only giving up 170 pass yards per game. That pass rush is going to give Carr some fits this week. Um, they're one of the better defenses against the quarterback so far this season, too, in fantasy football. Um, seventh versus them, to be exact. This is not a week I find Derek Carr to be too sexy at all. Uh, there's probably better options out there. Probably very golf, to be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to sit Derek Carr. <laughs> cool. What else you got? Oh, sorry. I thought you had time. No, I will I'm good. also gonna you're sit good. two weeks in a row now. I'm also gonna sit I'm gonna sit Carson Wentz again. What are you had a bang bang, just an awesome start to the season. Two monster weeks to go, but I don't know. You're running into just a buzzsaw in Philly and then another really, really good defense in uh the Dallas Cowboys. Another defense that's giving up under 200 pass yards per game. Um, 10th for opposing quarterback. It's just a tough matchup again for Carson Wentz. Um, so that's another one. I'm going to sit him again this week. All right. Don't cool. drop him. But please don't drop him. Like, even if it's another rough week, it's not a guy you like, especially with the quarterback landscape. He's still a decent quarterback, too, in the streaming option. Has three very talented wide receivers, but this – it's, it's just when you stream quarterbacks, it's matchup uh, prone. So that's how it goes. He was, your, he was your number one waiver target two weeks ago. You said yep. get him. Don't necessarily start him the next couple of weeks, but get him because he's going to be yep. that dude for you. I started him yeah. the next week. He got me 34 points. I started him last week. He got me fuck, He got me eight <laughs> points. And uh, we'll see what we're going to do this week. I'll have to see what's out there. Geno so Smith is you, out there. You might not have a Maybe. choice. You might not have a choice. So right. Some people just don't have better options, so you just do I, what you do. But I'm a, I'm a Dak guy, so Dak's on my bench. Um, you know, I got Wentz, and maybe I go get Geno Smith. Maybe I play Wentz. I don't know. That's something I'm going to have to think about for you sure. You got Matt Ryan. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Defense he's playing so. True that. But true yeah, that. He, I was considering him on my start list too, Matt Ryan, but that was just too deep, so I didn't go that far. But my last sit is going to be a guy on the waiver wire, or a, a guy on our waiver list, a guy who's had two back-to-back good weeks. I'm going to sit Trevor Lawrence against the Eagles. Uh, Darius Slay is going to be out there on the other side of the ball. The Eagles got a ferocious defense. I think the Eagles, I like Jacksonville a lot this year. I really do. Their defense has really showed up. T-Law has been incredible. Doug Peterson's doing good things for them. I like Christian Kirk, Zay Jones. But this week, don't risk it. It's in Philly. Try to, if you got another option, play your other option and sit T-Law. But go and get him on your waiver wire for sure because that kid's going to play great football this year. Yep. I can agree with that. All right. Running backs, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, off? sir. Yeah, go right ahead, baby. Starts for running backs. So my start is going to be um, Brees Hall this week. Steelers have been pretty iffy versus the run so far this season. Um, Brees Hall just – it's its kind of a weird year because he, he might not get the carries in the game, but he'll get the – he gets if it's garbage time, he's out there catching passes the whole time. Um if the game is close, he kind of gets more carries. He scores a touchdown. It, he's been almost like the guy, regardless of what the game script is, they're just finding a way to get him to use him, um, whether it's garbage time, whether it's well, it's close. It doesn't really make a difference. Um, I think the matchup is pretty decent versus the Steelers so far this year. Um, Zach Wilson's back. Don't, I know a lot of people go, oh, I don't know if they're going to be – like, look, it could be a good thing, right? Joe Flacco's not that good. I hate to burst everybody's bubbles. Joe um, Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Flacco might have pulled the biggest heist of all time on a contract. So, uh, so yeah. So, Brees Hall, I'm going to start this week versus the Steelers. Love it. Love it, yeah. And he's definitely highly targeted um, when they're trailing, which is great. For me, we got a couple of running back starts. I mean, this is obvious now. Um, I didn't know Swift was out when I made this list, but obviously you start Jamal Williams, especially if DeAndre Swift was out. I had Jamal Williams starting before I knew DeAndre Swift was out. The Seahawks are 29th against the run. As you've said, he is King Vulture. So he will get his touches, and more importantly, he will get those goal line touches. So I was going to say start Jamal Williams against the Seahawks no matter what. But now, especially with Swift out, you are starting Jamal Williams and the other Williams, Javante. I know people are thinking about sitting Javante Williams right now. Back-to-back nine-point performances. Melvin Gordon outshined him again. Not outshined him, but they used him. He got a touchdown. He got the touchdown. That's Right, right. Heading into that touchdown, though, he he was in there for a lot. He was in there for a lot. I didn't say like I don't mean like he looked better I, on the field, but they, as far as like production was going, and they were using him in a lot of passing situations, but I didn't like. But don't stress, relax. Javante is going to be fine. I know he had back to back nine point performances, but you drafted this dude in the second round or the third round at the latest. Don't sit him. Play your horses. So play Javante Williams. Yeah, and he looks good, Javante. It's not like he looked bad. He's just stuck. Uh, with Melvin Gordon probably getting too much work, right? But you see it when Javante Williams hits, gets on the field. He just looks more explosive. Um, Yo, but bro, looks uh, like the offensive work. Why was why was Mike Boone out there though? Like Mike Boone's out there getting work. Like what are what what is Nathaniel Hackett doing? I but, don't know. 
Maybe stay it's hacking, to be honest with you. But stay I'd stay the, the course, course because you see it, right? We all see it. Javante Williams looks better than the other guys on that team. He's all – you're – I do. I agree with you on that. I think by the end of the year, he'll pull away, little by little. It's just going to take a while. You're only in week three, so yeah. I definitely starting Javante Williams. I'm also um, going to start AJ Dillon this week. Um, I know he had a good first week, got a little hairy there then for a little bit while, and I know New England on paper looks like a tough matchup. I think they're ranked uh, fifth versus the run, um, so it's not. But I do think game script in this one is definitely going to favor ground and pound for the Packers. Uh, Mac Jones, definitely not playing, right? High ankle sprain probably oh, for a while. Yeah. So, good Lord, I don't – Aaron Rodgers might not have to throw the ball at all often this game for the Packers to beat the Patriots. Um, I, it's, it could be a ground game. And I do think – and even if – and even so, that secondary doesn't – We'll get into that a little bit later. I got a little secret on that one. But anyways, um, I do think the game script's going to favor A.J. Dillon this week. I do think they're going to get him the rock. They're going to – whether they go up early or whether it's just a ground-and-pound game, A.J. Dillon's going to get the ball quite a bit this week. So I do like A.J. Dillon. Another start. Got it. Got it. Love it. And then my last two, James Robinson. Uh, like I said, Sid Tila, but the Eagles, um, they're – they can't get ran on. Eagles are 23rd against the run right now. And they, Doug Peterson loves James Robinson. He had 17 carries again last week for 100 yards. So start James Robinson if you have him. And Devin Singletary, he might have only got a couple carries last week, but he caught nine balls, and it should be a very high-scoring game with the Ravens, with Buffalo playing the Ravens. So you definitely are playing Devin Singletary. I, I, left, I gave you the red carpet for somebody. I left him. I didn't even use him. He's on my list. But now that you oh, didn't say him, I'm going to have to use him. I figured for sure you were going to say must start also is going to be Khalil Herbert. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was not sure. must start, but a start. But yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was, I was just not sure Montgomery status, but yeah, for sure. Honestly, though, this week is one of those weeks. I'm not saying he's must start each week with Montgomery around, but we just saw Zeke and Pollard go ham on the Giants. Um, so there's a good chance even if. Montgomery plays that uh, you could see that happen again. So, yeah, I'd still play Khalil Herbert. He's a start for me this week. Love it. And after last week when I said start Fields and Mooney, I don't think I can go back to that Bears while, dude. Even even how good Khalil Herbert looked last week, I don't know if I can go back to that well, dude. Must Yo, start. Yeah. Start him. Four point fucking four points as a quarterback. Get out of here. Bad, 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 bad. But all right, let's go into our running back sits. I'll start this one. Jeff Wilson of the San Francisco 49ers versus the Rams. I don't really like Jeff Wilson that much as it is. But Jeff, the Rams got the third best run defense in the league. I think, I, I personally think the Rams are going to get out of them a little bit. And uh, they're going to have to throw. The Rams are going to be behind. Jimmy G's going to be having to throw the ball. Um, don't start Jeff Wilson. Definitely a sit for me. What about you? Yeah, I, he's on my sit list, so good call on that one. Yeah, 3.6 yards per carry. The Rams are giving up, not great, for a guy who might get 10 carries in that game. Um, it, I don't. We don't do buy-sell. Maybe, we, maybe we'll maybe we do it in buy-sell next week, now that I'm thinking about it at this point. But, uh, Jeff, if I had to do a buy or a sell list, Jeff Wilson would probably be on top of that list right now because he looked pretty decent last week, even in a 
maybe the most boring Sunday night football game um, we've seen in quite a while. Uh, somehow he still was okay metric wise yards per carry, like it all was okay. And I there's probably he had that things. he had that nice he had that nice 37 yard run early in the game, and he caught a bunch of dump um, a, a bunch of uh, dump offs uh, late in the game as well. So he probably had so, a yeah. decent production game. But oh yeah. That's why I'm saying he'd probably be my sell high right now. Sell why the iron's hot people spent their fab on Jeff Wilson, did a lot of stuff on Jeff Wilson. I don't buy Jeff Wilson, period, for a long-term solution. I said this last week. Even though the guy that I told you to stash or go get on waivers had one carry that entire game, but that might change moving forward. Um, but, yeah, so my sit this week is uh, I'm going to tell you. Is Ready for this? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm telling you to sit the number four ranked running back in PPR leagues this week. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is a sit for me this week. Um, he is facing the best run defense in the NFL. The best run defense in the NFL over the last three years at this point, I guess you could say if you want to look at it that way. The the the, the they're good, um, and he's the fourth best running back in PP. This is another guy if we were going to do buy sell, as we're kind of doing it right now. Uh, I might sell. So he's the fourth ranked running back in PPR, but he's forty fourth in rushes per game and fifteenth in targets per game. So. The volume's not really there to be a top 10 running back. And this is just a too tough of a matchup for me. He's been great so far, but this is one of those weeks I'm going to sit him. Um, but yeah, so CEH is a sit for me this week. Yeah, yeah, that's fair by all the numbers that you just said. I think I know he got a couple touchdowns in early in the year, those first couple and of look, games. Just like I told you, Sid Edmonds last week too, right? Same thing you just said it. You hit it right on the nail. What are you going to do? And you get a goal line off of a turnover. Patrick Mahomes makes a big play, of course. I don't like chasing touchdowns, though. It's not the way I play fantasy. So, Right, for sure. Yeah, my next Let's hit. It, well, you, what you got tight end. You take whatever you can get. But, yeah, my next hit, running back position, Antonio Gibson versus Dallas. He hasn't seen more than 14 carries yet. Dale's got a stout defense. Uh, only he only, Gibson only had 12 carries last game, but he got a touchdown, which bailed him out. So it didn't, he got double-digit points, which is why I didn't make my dud list. But Antonio Gibson, he does not look good at all. If you got other options, start them over Antonio Gibson. Yep. And my final uh, sit that I have on my list this week is more of a – Tough. It's also a tough matchup, but it's one of those things where until I see it, I'm not going to believe it. And I, J.K. Dobbins, I'm sitting you this week. So prove me wrong, but I'm going to sit you. Yeah, that's fair. He was back this week. He had six points. And, uh, well, like you said, we'll have to see. He'll have, a, he'll have a chance to put up points this week because they're playing Buffalo, and it should be a, a high-scoring game. So we'll see there. But let's move I, over. I want to know if Buffalo's back to full strength, though. That's the thing. I want to yeah. see what Buffalo defenders are back in that game because a full, a healthy Buffalo defense is a very tough matchup. So, oh yeah, they were missing a bunch of D linemen. They were missing Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyatt. I mean, you know, we'll 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 see for sure. But for either sure. way, no matter what, I got to see Dobbins do it with my own eyes before I trust it. So, yeah, 
Yeah, he was hurt last year. So, yeah, you want to see him definitely. Uh, we're going into week four. He's got like six points on the year. So, you, you want to see it for sure. But let's swing into the wide receiver position. Let's go with our starts. Let's you cook it off this time. What you got, bro? <laughs> Woo. Guess what? What? I'm going to start the milk carton missing person of the week. I'm starting DJ Moore this week. Wow. Yeah, we talked about it. It hasn't been great. We, we we talked about how it could be a lot on Baker. But I also said maybe it's just Baker trying to learn an offense here quickly. He gets thrown in at the end of training camp um, type of thing. But look, Arizona giving up 280 pass yards per game. Uh, they struggle first one-on-one. It's one of those – it's a good matchup, I think, for DJ Moore this week. I do think Matt Rule has – I don't think they have a choice. I do think it's going to be one of those game plans where, like, we got to get DJ Moore the ball. we got to figure out a way to – whatever it takes at this point, we got to get DJ Moore going. So um, I, I, I'm starting DJ Moore this week. Crazy. I know. Bad does he look. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah, my start, I got drink London. He has looked fantastic at this point. I think he's a must start every week. Right now, he is wide receiver 14, and you play him. The kid looks great. You play him every week. Every week. Yeah, so um, 32.9% target share still. Uh, like any wide receiver with 32% target share in an offense, you have to play. It, it helps that the it, look the Browns are ranked twenty fourth first the first wide receivers anyway, so it's it's not a it's a good matchup for London as well. But at the same time, anybody just that demands that much of a target share, yeah, we got to get him in there. Got to play him. I love Drake London. Um, like, look, Drake London. You, you kind of talked about it uh, a little bit earlier. Those are, those are one of those guys that you might have drafted uh, later than other guys. And you could fill them in in certain spots. But, yeah, so, yeah, love Drake London. My uh, next start this week, Romeo Dobbs, baby. Romeo, Romeo, where are thou, Romeo? Because uh, that's maybe Aaron is his Juliet. And he found his guy, and it's a match made in heaven. Uh, he's got the 23% target share for Aaron Rodgers. Like, uh New England, I get it. They played okay versus the pass so far this year, but um, they're by no means a scary matchup right now based on the personnel that they're throwing out there. So uh, I think I think Aaron found a guy that he's going to trust a little bit more. He's going to get his chance. Um, so, yeah, I'm starting him. Let's let it ride. I dig it. I dig it. And for me, it's a guy who had an awful game against the Bears. Brandon Cooks, four points. I expect him to have a, a bounce back this week against the Chargers. So I'm starting Brandon Cooks. He wasn't Not, on my list. So I like it. I like when you have something that I don't have written down. So that's good. Good. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to start him. <laughs> and then my last start is another guy. I think he's probably a must start at this point, but coming off the injury and then coming off the poor performance last week, Gabriel Davis, I think it's going to be a high scoring game against Baltimore. So shootout, Josh Allen's going to be chucking. I like Gabriel Davis to have a big game against Baltimore. Yeah, I like that one. Um, 
also keep an eye on that Buffalo secondary. Because if, if we head into the weekend, it's still banged up. Rashad Bateman's also a pretty good start this week. Oh, I dig that. I got a bunch of shares of him, so I dig that. But you got any other starts before we swing over to the other side? Nope. We can go to the bad now. All right. Let's go to sits. I will start it off. Not often do you sit. I think he was like number seven overall wide receiver. He's getting a ton of targets a game, but I think he's going to get the Darius Slay treatment. Like I said, to sit Tila, sit Christian Kirk this week. If you got other options, maybe you drafted Drake London. You can start a Drake London over Christian Kirk. Sit Christian Kirk this week. I don't like him. Whew. Yeah, that's it's that is a, a good that's a ballsy one to do because he is quite the target share of that offense. Um, but it is Darius Slay has been a beast so far this year uh he made look at that justin jefferson performance so i can dig it um i'm going to sit uh yeah. Whew, this is bad i'm gonna sit Allen robinson I'm, i don't even know what to do with him right now that he like at least 25 percent of the uh targets go to dj Moore. 30 percent of the air yards go to dj Moore. Allen Robinson right now in that LA offense has only got an 11.9% target share. Like, Jesus. don't even know if he's part of the game plan at this point. Sometimes it looks like <laughs> uh, you were showing, if you posted, you were sharing the video of him dogging it too on that one play. So I don't know, maybe it's just a mix of everything. Stafford's banged up also. So until uh, so we see Stafford start to look a little bit uh, better and get right. I don't think – you just can't trust Allen Robinson. It's a put-up-or-shut-up type game for him, but at the same time, you're just not trusting it. Yeah, yeah, I feel that for sure. He had another horrible performance last week. Speaking of horrible performances, I mean, you cannot start Darnell Mooney at this point, obviously. I don't like to just throw the obvious out there, which is why I said Christian Kirk. It's a bit of a tougher one. I'll say Darnell Mooney, and then I'll go in between. But my final sit – DK Metcalf is going to draw the Jeffrey Okuda treatment against Detroit this week. And he, I think at in three weeks so far, the most yards he's allowed in three games is 33 total yards, no touchdowns. Teams aren't even throwing at him. I think he's going to shut DK down this game. So that would be my last sit. Yeah. Um, it's a, I can agree with that one. Um, my next sit, it's – I don't even have any cool, like, stats for this one. This is more like a gut thing for me, I guess you could say. Um, I'm, I guess – see, the thing – the weird part about this one, too, is um, I don't know what to expect. Like, can I even trust these numbers, I guess I'm going to say. It'll make sense when I say his name, actually. I know I'm just beating around the bush here. Sounded jabbering like a dumb moron, but uh, my next sit is going to be Elijah Moore. Uh, and the reason why I say I don't know what to expect, and I should I, I can't, right? If Joe Flacco's playing, uh, he's got a 14.9% target share. Horrible. That's not good at all. That's 63rd. Um, even though, even though he's, he ran the most routes on that entire team, too, so that kind of cracks me up. Um, it's crazy. But I just don't know. Like, Garrett Wilson, obviously, has emerged as their number one, especially under Flacco. I just don't know what to expect 
with Zach Wilson taking over there either. So if Flacco plays, the target share is not there for me. Um, if Wilson plays, I don't know what to expect out of that offense and who's he going to divvy up the ball to. So, yes, Elijah Moore would be a guy sit, obviously, like a Drake London, because you could have Drake London too with along with Elijah Moore based on where your ADPs kind of went. So, yeah, Elijah Moore is a sit for me. Got it. Cool. Well, let's swing over to tight end. Last spot uh, starts. I got a guy who's on the waiver wire sheet this week. He's got a great matchup. I got David Njoku. Go out, get him, and when you get him, start him. Great matchup this week. Start name David Njoku. What do you got? Whew. Yeah, so 10 targets last week. Great to see. I hope he builds on it. Um, I hope this is the the welcome back and or the I, – Guess you could say welcome back and the breakout all in one to David Njoku. Um, I would have him as a start also this week. I'm also going to start Tyler Conklin. Uh, we talked about it in the waivers, even with CJ returning at eight targets last week. Um, I get that they might change from Flacco to Zach Wilson, but as you know, with the young quarterback, the tight end could be his bailout. So, um, he's obviously being heavily used in that offense. So, in such a thin position where it's just a mess, I'd start Tyler Conklin. Yep, dig that one. And then a guy who should have a bounce-back game, Pat Freyermuth. I think that he only had six points last week. I think that this week they're playing the Jets, so they will have he will have an ample chance to come back and uh, have a nice bounce-back game. So start Pat Freyermuth. Yep, and I have one more. Um didn't pan out last week. I think I had him as a start last week. Uh, but Miami's ranked 28th versus the first disposition this year. Um, in the way they will blitz, I think he has a good chance to score a touchdown this week. Um, so Hayden Hurst is back in my start this week, too. I got a bunch of Hayden Hurst shares, so I love that because that wasn't so good. That 1.7, that one hurt me bad. That one got me real bad. But Yeah, but I wonder... Last week, though, they went up big early against the Jets. That doesn't help. So, right. Uh, so, I think that they ain't going to have, I don't know if that happens this week. So, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And then let's take a look at our sits. Um, I'll start Mike's boy, Tyler Higby. He's over the overall tight end number seven right now. So, he's having quite the good year. But the 49ers are number one against the tight end. So, if there's ever a time to sit Tyler Higby, this would be the time. Yep. Um, yeah, they're just a tough matchup for Tyler Higby this week, so I would agree with that one. Um, so this week, I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you to sit Cole Komet, uh, who many people drafted still with like a 10-round draft pick. You're still going to sit Cole Komet. Um I'll reach out. This one hurts to do. I got a couple of these guys. So I'm probably going to sit Evan Ingram this week. Um, he's worth a flyer as a waiver pickup still. If he's kind of around there, just how they do it. Um, but I think this is not the right matchup this week for Evan Ingram. So I would sit him also. And then my last, I'll just go. I guess I'll just name all three. And this one I save for the last because it hurts. It, uh, is it your boy? Is it your boy? Oh, there you go. There you go. 
just this week. He's fine. He, like I said, he's still going to be a fringe TE one for me most weeks, but some weeks the matchups just ain't there. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I had Cole, Cole Komet, which was the obvious with the Darnell Mooney and Justin Fields. You don't play those guys. And then Logan Thomas, I don't think he's going to have a, a good matchup either. Just like you said with Carson Wentz, same thing applies to him again this week. But I do like long Logan Thomas in the long term. Say that 10 times. Logan, Logan Thomas in the long term. I can't even do it one time. So, yeah, try that. But that's there is my last one add. There is, I'm going to backtrack real quick. Um, by the way, if he does play, I didn't put him on my list, but not, I'm just looking at it right now, and I'm looking at Updates. If Dalton Schultz plays, he is a start too. So good to know because I have like five Dalton Schultz shares. So that I mean, I don't know who's better. Go. Who do you have that's better than him? I, I know you uh, like one league give Hawkinson now, so that's debatable. But other leagues that you drafted Schultz, Dalton Schultz, and I'm not sure you have that's better than him. So oh no, that's a lot of my Hayden Hurst that I got going on because I went out and got him right away, and uh, and then I had. AO, a couple of AO shares, which he's done absolutely nothing in Denver. Like he's he is a non option. And then Noah Fant, who's less of an option than AO. So yeah, nothing. There's a whole heap and hell of a lot of nothing. So So the fun the, the best I always find the sit part of tight end the most fun or most probably the most funny to do. Cause basically if we don't cover eight we we went over, did we talk about the seven tight ends in this pot or was it waivers? It was in waivers. It was at the end of waivers, yeah. Okay. So here, moving forward, let's just do it this way. Kelsey, Andrews, Waller, Kittle, uh, Pitts, Goddard, um, Hawkinson, Schultz, right? Schultz and Schultz. When Schultz is healthy, he'll enter there. So maybe there's eight tight ends. So you have eight. Probably, I don't care what the matchup is. You're starting them. That's how ugly tight end is. Like, those are your your must-starts pretty much every week. Uh, Schultz would enter that when he's healthy he, and he's good to go. Um, yeah, so you probably have eight or nine. So, like we said, that leaves three to four teams in every single league that have to stream tight end. So, basically, if you're not part of the start list – it's almost useless even doing the sit list with tight end because if you don't hear the name and the start, don't even bother looking at them for this week. That means that's just the sit list is everyone else, basically every single other tight end that was not named out of those eight and in the start, just don't just puke looking at their name and don't bother going down that road. That's awesome. Good advice. Really, really <laughs> that, oh, I just yeah. thought of that when I was sitting here. I was like, wow, you know what? We don't even need to sit on tight end because really, you, if you have one of the big eight, you're starting them. After that. Right. And just wait, till bye, just wait till bye weeks come and then more injuries. That list of eight, nine that we're talking about is going to whittle down to four or five. Eight People thought it was crazy. When I, when I rank the 120 is still up, the top 200 is still up. Alvin Kamara pushed, I think, Andrews to 13. Um, but before we thought Alvin Kamara was going to be suspended or before we knew that he was going to start the season on the thing, if you look at the first edition of that 120, a lot of people looked at me like I was nuts when I had Travis Kelsey ranked 11 and Mark Andrews ranked 12 yeah. going into the thing. And those were late first-round picks I had them at. Now I, I could have told you you didn't have to use that pick to get them, but – 
Um, you could, well, I mean, if you pick 11 or 12, you could get them and then somebody else on the way back down. But uh, I'm so happy to have drafted those two guys in a lot of leagues in the second round. Yeah, that, that advice definitely paid off because it's those two and then it's really everyone else underneath them for sure. Oh, yeah. Mark Andrews is carrying tight, tight carrying you the last two weeks. Yeah. I have a league where I have Lamar and Andrews, the stack. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. You got to be 3-0 yeah. you know, in that league. Yeah, for sure. But for that sure. was – it's just such a dead zone. Like the most boring part of this podcast was the tight end portion, right? There's no doubt about it. It literally was probably just vomit. People listening to it going, this is – I don't even want to – they probably turn it off by now. That's how bad it is. So, <laughs> that's why I just – I got to get that tight end moving forward and get it, get it over with. So, Yeah, hell yeah. Well, bro, do you have any more good advice for people before we get out of there, out of here for week four fantasy football, long no, run fantasy football? Stay calm. Um. Don't overreact and trade. Like, don't be afraid to trade. Don't be afraid to lose a trade. That's the biggest thing I think uh, people need to hear, too. Like, I've done some dumb stuff. I traded away Jonathan Taylor um, the year he broke out. um, And he was already decent by the time I traded. Like, you can't be nerd. You just traded Cooper Cup, right? Yep, I traded Cooper Cup and Garrett Wilson for A.J. Brown, Javante Williams, Brandon Cooks, and Pat Fryermuth. So yep. I so thought I got a hell of a haul. You did. So you can't be afraid to trade. And if you have the big name, you don't have to win every trade. Like, oh, I got the best play. Like, that's not how – just don't be afraid to lose a trade. Trade your – if you are 0-2 and you're struggling and got a lot of guys hurt – it's okay to trade your best player. Sometimes you have to salvage your fantasy season. It's better being competitive than it is to have one stud and a bunch of scrubs out there because you're going to win anything that way. So, and that's why I traded Cooper Cup because I was one and one, and my one win got it wasn't a good one. And uh, I was like, I saw the writing on the wall. I that was the league I had the Dak Lamb Schultz stack and DJ Moore and J.K. Dobbins and AJ Dillon and Miles Sanders. <laughs> The team sucks. But I got Wentz, and I just made that trade. So, you know, I'm making moves, trying to salvage. I'm going to I'm gonna package some guys, go try to get another big-name player. So, no, I, I, got, I got moves. I got moves I'm going to make. You know what? Go <laughs> go look for DJ Moore. I'm sure the guy wants to get rid of him by now. Um, I have him. I have him. I, I have DJ Moore. I'd love go to get find- rid of him for nothing. See? That's what I mean. Guys are looking to <laughs> – Go find some of these players that can help your team down the stretch that people are going to sell super low on right now. Yeah, like J.K. Dobbins, who I also have. Kill me. Dobbins, another guy. <laughs> yeah. It was nice to see C.D. Lamb perform, for sure. For sure. I Well, hold on. I think we signed off like two weeks ago now um, when the injury first happened and there was a lot of worry about it. I told you that one game with Cooper Rush a year ago, C.D. Lamb balled out with Cooper Rush in that game. So far, two games that started with Cooper Rush so far this year, CeeDee Lamb's balled out with Cooper Rush in these two yep. games this year. He's seen a, he's averaging 11 targets per game with Cooper Rush. So I I don't – my worries have been calmed down on that one. And CeeDee Lamb's probably a top 13, 14 wide receiver moving forward again each week rank-wise for me. Good. 
Good. Yeah, I need that. And hopefully DJ Moore picks it up, and then I get Dak back, and then Schultz comes back, and then AJ Brown keeps balling out. Let's go, Team King, because I See? always got uncreative names, and they always be Tim, Team King. That's for sure. Get better but, at names. Too, but... I'll never get better at names. But streets, this has been a fucking Alrighty. blast as always, bro. You got anything for the people before we get out of here? No, we've covered it. All right, my dude. My we'll dude. win. Yeah, well, let's try. Always go try. The biggest thing is good luck trying to win for sure. And Streets, thank you so much for joining me. This has been an absolute blast. You can find the Roto Slappers podcast right here on Floor Slapper Sports YouTube, FloorSlapperSports.com, all major audio platforms, and the Visionaries Global Media Network. Make sure you check out Floor Slapper Sports for all your football, fantasy football, and wrestling needs. Mad podcasts on there. Mad I got a bunch of good stuff on there, too. Check out FloorSlapperSports.com. Streets, have a good night. See ya. Good luck in all your fantasy matchups this week. We out.